Hi, welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I'm sitting in Cafe du Soleil on Commercial Drive. I have with me Ryan from Mother Mother. How's it going? I'm well. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing great. Since we're here on Commercial Drive, it's a little bit of a special neighborhood in Vancouver. It'd be great if you could describe it for the listeners. Well, um, uh, this place is extra sentimental to me because this was the neighborhood and very establishment that I um, moved to and worked at when I moved here 10 years ago. I was a line cook in this in this sort of vacuous, what used to be a auto body shop uh, vegetarian restaurant. Yeah, I spent many of the formative uh, young adult years here in this very spot. So what was your most favorite item to cook? Probably the easiest and fastest, maybe toast. <laughs> nice, so we should all order the toast. Well, no, you should just cook it if you work here. I mean, line cooking is such that you lose touch of the culinary finesse and art, and you just kind of get slayed by the people who are hungry. So, are you ready for an interview? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is Ryan from Mother Mother, and you are listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Hey. Hey, hey. Tell me your weakness. Oh, I keep it a secret. Oh, come on, just one bite. Okay, it's vodka on ice, but then there's women on bikes. Oh, just the women who straddle. Oh, now you are a handful. I forgot about handfuls. It's everyone here You mean just all of the people? Yeah, and all of their peers And all of their pets And their chandeliers And their cigarettes I haven't smoked in years I can hardly stand the sight Of it all I can hardly stand the sound Of it all I can hardly stand the taste Of it
don't even know. Everyone's fucked and they don't even know. <laughs> hey, this is Ryan from Mother Mother, and you are listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. All right, welcome to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard The Stand by Mother Mother. I'm sitting here with Ryan from the band. Ryan, I'd love it if you could talk a bit about that track. Um, well, it's from our third record, Eureka. And that song formulated as a poem, which is very atypical to my writing process. And it dates way back. I just kind of had this ridiculous conversation in my head between, I think, a guy and a girl. One, you know, was very misanthropic and the other was inquisitive and naive and, and um, easily influenced, and that being the girl. And so, uh, yeah, in the, the sort of last stages of writing for Eureka, I put it to music and it was, you know, a nice little accident because it was the biggest song off that record. When you're on stage and you hear everybody scream back those last few words at you, what's that like? Uh, it's good. Yeah, I like reciprocity and uh, interaction that doesn't involve clapping in the uh, live performance realm. So when you look back at a big hit like that, or when you look back at what some might say is Mother Mother's biggest song, how do you feel about it two years later? I like it. I mean, you really, you really let it go once you record it and let you know the people absorb and receive it as as they do yeah i mean i have a really um neutral healthy relationship with all the previous work anything that i might have toiled about or created i don't know tension in the band for any reason that's long been dissipated just because it's over and it's on to new things right speaking of on to new things the new record is called the sticks it's been called your darkest record yet and i was hoping to get your reaction people calling it so dark i think that there's some truth to it but there's also some um misnomer quality to that as well because there's some of the you know most chipper crisp pop songs we've written on on that record and you know like dating back to the very first record touch up i think there's some of the darkest stuff we've done on that very record a song like angry sea or little hands very dark oh anna and so i think it's always been a staple of the band to create to create a kind of chiaroscuro landscape with the music it's kind of extreme in the emotional palette and often dichotomous you know there's a sort of a oblique tone set to to chipper music meanwhile the um you know the sort of surface listener won't won't touch on that because they're just kind of letting it wash over them but the the lyrics have always been very dark and very very um, human conditionally challenging and and sort of um, assailing. You guys wrote this record, The Sticks, while you were touring the previous record, Eureka. So I was hoping you could talk about writing while touring because a lot of bands don't want to do it. Well, there's something that really stuck with me a long time ago. My manager said to me, as I was kind of like worried or complaining about a dry spell, he said, you know, man, songwriters write songs. So go write songs. And I've really st- stuck true to that. I, I don't discriminate, um, you know, the time of day or the, the space in time or what's going on around me um, against the muse. It, it should always be something that you kind of are working on the relationship, like a marriage, you know. You should always be serving this, this person or this force. And that's how, I, that's how I view the muse and the creative process. So I, I, I force it when it's not coming naturally, 
And when it's coming naturally, I find it, it bursts more like a floodgate because I forced it prior. So if you talk to a lot of other bands, the reason why they don't want to write on the road is because they find, or what they've said to me is, they find themselves writing songs that are about missing home, missing their loved ones, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I don't have that problem. I don't miss anybody when I'm on the road. I, I mean, I don't write about me anyway. It's just more kind of fictitious, conceptual, thematic ideas about just life or something funny I see on the side of the road or a phonetic, um, me- memorable thing in a movie or a book, you know, that kind of spawns an idea. Yeah, there's no real rhyme or reason. It's just all very abstract how it kind of comes into the fray and turns out as something substantial. Hey, this is Ryan from Mother Mother. You're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Bit by bit, I'm gonna get my bricks out in the sticks. Bit by bit, I'm gonna build my house in the wildest thickets. I'm gonna get away from all those miles and my shit. I'm gonna say goodbye to all the
Hey, this is Ryan from Mother Mother, and you are listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Bit by Bit by Mother Mother. Off the record, The Sticks. I'm sitting here with Ryan from the band. I'd love it if you could talk a bit about this track. Bit by Bit. Um, I think it's probably the most powerful track on the record. It's doing really well right now as a single. And... um, yeah, it kind of encapsulates the message behind the record. This is probably the most anthemic and encouraging sentiment behind leaving your modern life for something more free and wild and organic. When was the last time in your personal life when things got to you and you were seriously considering saying, screw it, I'm going to move out to the boonies? Um, never. I mean, I, I grew up in the boonies, but I really like being in an urban setting where there's opportunities where you can take your music and you can share it and, you know, grow successful in an artistic way. Can't really do that out there in the middle of the wilderness. Cool. So The Sticks has been called sort of a concept record. I was hoping you could start at the title and talk a little bit about what you're dealing with. The Sticks is the figurative term for a place of re- reclusion and isolation. I'm moving out into the sticks, you hear that all the time. And so the sticks is more of like that soulful place of retreat that allows you to be calm and at peace and neutral when shit's kind of going haywire around you or when people are freaking out or when, you know, your band's not doing good or your girlfriend's screaming at you. Like all this stuff that is just coming straight from a, a sort of heated, egocentric place. And how do you deal with that in those moments? You go to the sticks, and you light a little fire, and you have some tea, and you let all this bullshit just happen without you, because you, you know, you're, too, you're too good for it. So you've said that the ethos behind this record was, don't do more than enough, do barely enough. I was hoping you could explain what that means. Well, you always do more than enough in the studio, because you're worried about you know, not being good enough, so you do 100 takes. When, in fact, you probably got it on the first or second take. You kind of probably encapsulate the emotion that you meant to achieve in the song in those first takes. And so that was just kind of, you know, the, um, the principle behind the record was not get lost in this false sense of perfection by doing too much and just doing, you know, barely enough or too little and then assessing. You know, if it's not right, well, then go back and do some more. But, I mean, 99% of the time, we found that it was plenty enough. Cool. I'll throw another quote of yours at you. Every time I finish a record, I feel like I could have and should have done it a little bit in a better way. If you look back on this record, what would you have changed? Hmm, good question. Maybe I would have tried to spatially arrange the vocal harmonies a little more um, uniquely. Yeah. Maybe sometimes I feel like they're a bit um, pastoral and it would have been nice to kind of let them poke and pop and have sonic outbursting qualities. Yeah, looking back on just the sort of sonic overall um, demeanor of the record, I would change that. But I, I really like this record. It's probably the record where I feel like that the least. Cool. So, Ryan, you're not always one to mince words in songs or interviews, so I was hoping you could give me an example of Ryan's soft touch. Soft touch, but by soft touch, I don't know if I have a soft touch. I mean, I don't, I don't really subscribe or propagate, um, you know, being euphemistic in life. You know, people just need to uh, face face honesty because that's the truth. That's the, that's the finest virtue. So, if I asked your girlfriend, what would she say 
to answer that question. If I had a girlfriend, um, I don't know what she'd say. I don't know. Well, I'm thinking about the last girlfriend I had. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm a very nice guy. But once you get to know that the honesty is coming from such a good intention, such a pure intention of being clear and offering someone the, the, um, the advantage of seeing where I'm coming from very transparently, then it's a very soft exchange. Hey, this is Ryan from Mother Mother. You're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. for Mother Mother. You're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Let's Fall in Love. That's off the record, The Sticks by Mother Mother. I'm sitting here across the table from Ryan from the band. I'd love it, Ryan, if you could talk a bit about this track. 
This one is being uh, cited as an ode to Cole Porter, which was kind of a happy accident. Like the minute or the, the millisecond that that chorus was written, it was like, okay, clearly this is an homage or just sheer plagiarism. But regardless, it was fun to, at that point, take that motif into kind of a cynical direction. A very successful track for us off the record, so happy it came into being. And if there was some sort of phantom Cole Porter uh, derivative, then thank you, sir, because, uh, yeah, it's helped us along our way. I've heard that you've written TV jingles. Is that true? Yeah. So... I wanted to pull out another quote from someone else about Mother Mother. So, Mother Mother, they said that you guys, you're not quite pop, you're not quite indie, but you've built a devoted fan base without compromising your own sense of identity. So given that you've done work outside of Mother Mother, I was hoping you could talk about how that informs what Mother Mother's identity is. A weighty question, but people wouldn't necessarily expect the guy who sings in Mother Mother to be writing commercial jingles. Well, maybe they knew a little bit about me. I mean, I've been doing music and studied music and produced music and co-write. Music, to me, is a vast field of occupation. You know, as I sit here and look at the kitchen that I slang eggs at for six years, I'm really happy I found those other sources of income, those other platforms to branch out because, you know, it's pretty near impossible to, uh, you know support the livelihoods of five individuals in an up-and-coming indie band right off the hop. You know, now we're kind of in a groove where that's a little bit more feasible. And that's just the monetary sort of practical side of things. There's so much you can take away from doing a a TV jingle, given the task of having to write with a set of parameters instead of just relying on your own instincts and your own likes and preferences it's a really quite a beautiful challenge like okay write a really happy song with happy lyrics with the word sunshine and you know in the key of g whatever like that's just good for the musical muscle as a musician so i just regard all the opportunities outside of mother mother or even within mother mother and in that vein as something that can strengthen and provide scope to the craft so where can i see that muscle being flexed on the sticks um, well, the sticks, like all of our records, our records we don't we don't confine to parameters. So you wouldn't. I mean, we do what we want. I write how I want from a pure, authentic, free place for the mother, mother music. It's only if you know it's a gig, like for a TV jingle or for a co-write or for producing someone's record, where you need to kind of get inside the the um, aesthetic of someone else's presentation or mentality it's it's only then that you you give yourself rules with your own baby like you know your your passion project you should have no rules Ryan thank you very much for sitting down and having coffee with me here at Cafe du Soleil at the end of the show I like to pick one track off the current record and talk about it I thought that I would pick Happy because this is the end of the show and maybe this song could give us a bit of a happy ending. So I'd love it if you could talk about that track, introduce it, stuff like that. Yeah, this one, Happy, um, it's actually one of my favorite songs off the record. Um, I played it solo for many years and um, we're always regarded it as a soloistic piece. But the band, you know, they heard it and they liked it and uh, it just came to be a really good idea to put it on the record. And um, it's anything but happy. It's pretty bleak. So enjoy. 
All right, so we're going to listen to Happy by Mother Mother off their record, The Sticks. Ryan, thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Hey, this is Ryan from Mother Mother, and you are listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Ask me if I'm happy. Yeah. 